Welcome to the Own Your Hustle podcast. My name is Ruby Lee. I'm a side hustle coach, entrepreneur, and all the energy you need to turn your idea into freedom. Here's a little something about me. I was once nearly fired for having a side hustle, and today I dedicate my life and business to enabling early stage entrepreneurs everywhere to create options in their career and abundance on their own terms, some while still balancing a day job. Side hustlers are the future of work, and I am unapologetic for our ambition. From working through your 100 ideas to creating a successful sideline business, I'll share my own experiences, practical tips, and help you crush through those mindset blockers. So if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's get started. Okay, let's get stuck straight into today's episode. I'm so excited that I'm already five episodes in and it's really, really amazing to hear from all of you every single time I post a podcast episode and honestly, you just fill my heart up just knowing that I am, you know, just kind of that inner voice that's just telling you it's okay, it's okay. What you're feeling is so normal when you're thinking about taking the leap or even just kind of t- trialing and testing out your entrepreneurial journey. It's so nice that many of you are saying that you're that voice, well, sorry, that I'm that voice that you need to hear to feel motivated and inspired. And most of all, it's so cool to hear how many of you have just taken action in your businesses and in your side hustles as a result of hearing my now four and today, number five episodes. So I wanted to come on here and have a chat. I actually had a different episode planned for today, but this is something that I think is so cool, especially given that as I am recording this, it is halfway through 2018. And I just think it's a really, really nice checkpoint for everyone who are running businesses or even in your career to actually just take stock and be like, okay, we had so many goals and a shitload of things that we wanted to do in 2018. I know that on New Year's Eve this year, I stood, well, New Year's Eve last year and New Year's Day this year, I stood in my backyard watching the fireworks and I just remember thinking to myself, this year is going to be the biggest year yet. I just had this overwhelming sense of this year, I think I'm going to do something amazing. Mind you, I didn't even know I was going to resign from my day job at that point in time. I just knew something major was going to happen in my life. And so here we are. And I actually filmed a YouTube video around three months ago before I resigned, before I took the leap. And it was actually quite funny because the other day I watched it. It's one of the only videos that I've kept up on my LinkedIn profile from my YouTube days because it kind of helps uh, solidify some of the um, my origin story to those that have, haven't come across me before and that are trying to catch up with my own personal story. And it's really cool that I filmed that back in February 2018, which isn't so long ago. And literally so much has happened since then. And I wanted to share some of that with you. And especially as I'm not that far ahead in terms of taking the leap from many of you who are seriously considered considering doing that, then this I think will be extremely, extremely valuable. I actually don't know why I can't talk today. So just apologies for that. See, I can't even get that out. I think I'm just so excited that (laughs) I want to 
like share all this stuff with you and I'm just tripping over my words. So it is after all a Sunday today and I swear, I think it's just like, I'm so chill and I've hardly done any talking today that when I've gone to share something like so important and so close to my heart, I'm just like, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) So if you can translate blah, 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 that's amazing. (laughs) All right. So YouTube video three months ago. And one of the things that I wanted to touch on today was why I was so scared to take the leap. And I think many of you can hopefully relate to these and the lessons that I've learned since facing those fears. I was so afraid for three key reasons. The first reason being financial. So my background is in accounting. I do really love a good budget spreadsheet. I love to feel on top of my finances. I've always been someone who's been very prudent with investing and making sure I'm setting myself up for the future. Now, a lot of my friends are like, well, Rubes, of course you were going to be really great with finances and all of that sort of stuff. And But I do actually believe that if you are extremely prudent with your finances and with your budgets and you know how much you need to kind of cover your cost of living, it can also mean that you are somewhat risk averse to taking financial leaps. And that was definitely the case for me. I was really worried that I wasn't able to cover some of my costs of living, my family life, obviously having two young boys. And, you know, there was a whole bunch of stuff as well. Michael, who um, finished up his 19 year career to go all in with the business and become primary carer. So we went from being a dual income family where both of us were earning multiple six figures in our jobs to basically going all in with the business that was not yet bringing in like consistent ongoing income, definitely not even making 10K months at the time. So we were definitely a bit of an anomaly. And I think a lot of that came from the fact that I we had some savings, definitely. Um, and we also knew in our hearts that we were going to just make it big. And this is my tip to you. So don't be at all irresponsible and just hope for the best. No, like that is the accountant me coming out. But I really believe that if you have a plan in place and you know how much you need to cover your cost of living without stripping back too much on your lifestyle, it's honestly going to be that the best feeling. So just be honest with what you need to keep yourself feeling financially afloat. Otherwise, you're going to hate the hustle. I can tell you right now, you're going to hate it. You're going to be resentful. You're going to be like, I should have never have quit my day job. I should have just stuck with my guns. Everybody was telling me, no, no, no. It's not that the hustle is holding you back. It's that you haven't set yourself up financially with a strong foundation. You're also going to run into debt. So I've spoken to many, many of my private clients who have taken out loans either from family or they're, you know, they've sought out some seed funding. They they owe investors um, a certain amount of money back, or um, they might have even gone and taken um, a, a bank loan to basically fund or you know essentially bootstrap their idea. That's dangerous territory. If again you don't have a financial plan to back you up and you don't have that vision and that goal for your business uh, to actually feel like, yeah, I can, that's really doable. I can pay that back. I am a big believer that debt can also be good. There is such a thing as good debt, but just be very mindful about 
how real you are with your financial goals. And let's not even talk about the energy that you give off when you feel like you desperately need clients or you desperately need people to buy your product or buy your service. That's just not great. People can smell desperation. It just feels like I call it the Oliver Twist um, kind of mentality where you're holding out your hands going, please, can I have more? And you know, not even the universe responds to that. You have to fully be in the right energy energy zone in order to receive financial abundance. And I can definitely talk about that in the future. Um, Actually, side note, whilst I'm here, I put out a poll on my Instagram page, which is uh, underscore Ruby Lee underscore, if you're yet to follow me. And I love me some polls. And I asked my Instagram family, I noticed that a lot of podcasts are obviously interviews based. I have run my first five episodes solo and I plan to do that for season one, just so that you can get a sense of who I am and, you know, what I'm all about and definitely my own personal journey. But in season two, so from about episode 11, I'm actually going to start lining up some podcast guests because my Insta fam were like, yes, yes, yes. We'd love to hear um, from your network and people that you choose to interview. And so I'd love to hear what sort of interview interviews you want to hear from me and the type of people that you'd love to see on this podcast. So definitely take a screenshot off this episode and tag me on Instagram and let me know what sort of interviews you would love to hear. All right, now back to it. The second fear that I had before taking the leap was really around my career skill and feeling whether and feeling I guess the question I had, sorry, was, will I become irrelevant? So my background is in executive recruitment and then more recently recruiting for the tech startup space, which I absolutely loved. And it was a big reason why I didn't want to take the leap because I'm like, I'm just loving the tech startup space. I love the Melbourne startup community. If I leave now and I take the leap, does it mean that I just like exit altogether and people forget me? Not at all. I definitely feel that in the last three months or so, I've been able able to really leverage it even more. So being a recruiter, and I was working part-time towards the end of my employed life, let's say. So the video I'm referring to at that point in time, I was already dropping back to four days a week with the intention to drop down to three days a week. So let's say my recruiter role um, was about 80% of my hustle. And then 20% of that was my side hustle, which was career coaching and setting up a side hustle community. Today, what I'm doing is I am 80% career and side hustle mentor and I'm 20% recruitment. So I still definitely hang on to my skill set just that tiny bit because A, I do still get a lot of inquiries around hiring for startups, which is really awesome. And I get to still network with the Melbourne startup community and not throw away all the contacts I have in, um, in the dev world and in the product and design space. But it also means that I'm able to, I guess, use my skill set to keep my cash flow going. And as you are taking the leap, there might be a strategy there that you can think of where if you are, let's say, full-time as a facilitator, full-time as a lawyer, full-time as a communications manager, think about ways that you can flip the, um, 
flip the switch a little bit. So your majority of your time is making your side hustle your main hustle and then making your main hustle your side hustle. I hope I haven't confused you there, but think about it like that because there's some really, really cool ways in which you can continue to stay relevant in your industry, still continue to make the moolah and be able to really grow your side hustle. So think about that. I think it's a really, really cool tip and something that I've learned myself in the last three months rather than just trying to either wrestle with it. So I was like, I shouldn't be leaning so hard on the recruiting side of things because it doesn't really mean that I've taken the leap. But then I'm like, no, I think it's actually a really smart thing to do whilst I'm still, still very, very new as an entrepreneur. So I've loved that I've been able to do that and rely on my skill set. Now, the third fear I had was really, you know, the old comparisonitis in my head thinking, was I really truly cut out to become an entrepreneur? And what if I hated it? What if I actually just really loved being a side hustler and loved the fact that I had a full-time job and like a little side business? So there was a part of me that's like, if I take this leap and I hated it, yes, I feel like, you know, I would have been making a big mistake leaving my employer because I'm like, ah, what if I like, oh, give away like the best job I've ever had in my life, but also feeling like, you know, oh God, if I have to like come back into the workforce, it kind of feels like it is a bit of a punch to my pride. And I'm like, no, it's going to be fine. Either way, get over the pride thing, Ruby. And if you never give it a go, you will never, ever know whether it's going to be the best decision of your life, right? And so I just went all in. But here's the thing that I've noticed. I've been a side hustler for four years and I am now three, four months into my main hustle. And I recognize that it takes a lot of time a lot of hours, a shitload of resilience. You have to actually have your resilience armor on because stuff can really feel amplified when you're going all in with your business. Even things like showing up on social media and getting like one or two troll messages. Like I was getting them um, when I first started, I was getting them a lot, but you know, you have to be prepared, put your resilience armor on. And there's a lot of work. There is a lot of hustle at all strange different hours of the night. Like there'll be moments when you sit up in the middle of the night, 2am and go, oh my gosh, light bulb moment. And you just turn the lights on. You start writing the idea down in your journal. Like I actually end up having my journal in my bedside table because I started to get a lot of ideas in my sleep and I would dream about it. And also the odd hours personally for me was because I um, spend a lot of time with my family and my boys during the day. So it means that I don't really start work until like 7 p.m. some nights when they're in bed. So they they are my odd hours. I mean, everyone's got a very different feel to balance and what hustle hours look like. But I just wanted to reiterate that I am such a big fan of feeling like you are going all in with your business, at least in its first year. And I know that this might be a little controversial. I have definitely made a lot of sacrifices socially. I've not been going out as much. And I used to go out for cocktails every single Friday, drinks with my girlfriends um, on Saturday nights. And Sundays would be like breakfast, some 
you know, hip and trendy uh, cafe, either in like North Melbourne or Paran, anywhere in a city, Melbourne, which is what I loved. And, you know, we'd plan like group holidays with friends, like all of that has definitely taken a bit of a back burner this year. And I'm not ashamed to share that. I'm actually not saying that that's going to be forever, but I know it is just whilst we set up the business. So I'm definitely not saying that everyone will approach the hustle this way. And I'm actually most interested in how entrepreneurs come out and say it's not all about the hustle. You know, there's a lot, there's a big movement now. I know a lot of people have said to me personally, I hate that you use the word hustle. I'm really offended by it, or it just doesn't resonate with me. I had someone in my LinkedIn community say, perhaps you should try going with a different slogan or in your hustle just doesn't look right on you. It doesn't feel right on you, Ruby, because you've got such a positive view on business that when you say hustle, it just means that you're like lying, cheating, swindling. Like if you look up the actual term of the hustle. I think Google still says like the old like 1970s version of what a hustle is, um, including by the way, prostitution. I am aware of that. But in saying that, I really truly believe that a word is a word and you can interpret it how you will. And I put my interpretation of it through living it out, through living out my hustle, balancing it with family, balancing it with community and tribe. And ultimately, I've gotten over my fear of feeling anxious with the business because you know what? I realized very, very quickly that I'm not showing up for me. I'm showing up for you. Everything I do, my podcast, my Facebook group, my Instagram is for you. It's not for me. And if I put every effort into making sure that you're a equipped to feel like you can take the leap or to feel that you can start a side hustle or to feel that you can make your first LinkedIn video, I am so fulfilled. Everything else that comes from that, the financial abundance, the community, the tribe, that's just all an added bonus. And honestly, none of that would have happened if I just didn't push the pedal down and hustle and feel like, yes, every hour I am serving you and I'm serving my community. So I read somewhere that it actually does, you know, take about two months to form habits. And the thing is with habits and how this all links to me, making the leap, getting over my fear, feeling as though like, okay, am I really cut out for it? Is I formed habits of success really on. I talked about this in episode three, which was all about daily habits of success. And as I started to form my habits, because I now work from home as well. I have my home office. Like it is more important than ever to have discipline and to have a routine. Now my star sign is Sagittarius. For those of you that know star signs, we hate routine. We are the most random, spontaneous people. And if you like throw a schedule in front of me, I freak out. I freaking hate it. It is just not my jam. But since becoming a hustler and an entrepreneur full time, you know what? I've had to suck that up. You guys should see my calendar. It is time blocked to high heaven. And I do have boundaries. I set up times where it is literally not negotiable. I have family time and once a week I have time where I either go for a massage, go get my nails done, go shopping, let my hair down, whatever it is. Like I literally have to have that time to myself to rejuvenate. And I'm very quickly now letting go of working on Saturdays. I don't ever do it. Like in the last three or four weeks in the last month, I've stopped working on Saturdays. See, so it doesn't mean that you're in the hustle forever and you have to create boundaries for what works for you. 
But without balance and without boundaries and without bitchin' friends who just support you and just have your back, you are going to be in trouble. And you really do need to think about that quite strategically. You know, think about who are the friends that no matter what, even if they don't see you for two or three months, like some of my best friends I haven't seen for a few months, but we message each other every day. And I don't mean just text message. I mean, we actually like voice message or we send each other video messages and it just feels like we are ever present in each other's lives. And that is what has been such a beautiful binding moment for me where I realized like business and besties can absolutely still be in my life, but in a very different way and in a very redefined way. So today, three months on, as I rewatch that video, I might actually leave the link in the show notes if you're interested to watch it. Um, I so wish that future me, today me, could have gone back to back then me and basically just sit down and go, you know what, babe, it's going to be just fine and give myself a really big hug and just say, you've got this girl because the future is freaking bright and the future has your back. And, you know, I really wanted to do this as a community. So in my own Your Hustle Facebook group, I would love for you to join in. Let me know that you've heard this episode and I would love for you to come in there. There are so many people in there making videos where we've said as a community, as a tribe, and as a group that we would create a video, anything under 10 minutes long, and post it. And then in three months time, I've set a reminder in my Google Cal to revisit the three months future me has my back um, series. And basically as a tribe and a community really celebrate how far we've come. Now, everyone that's posted so far are in such different stages in their side hustles or their even their entrepreneurial journey. So I've got some in there who are just about to quit their day job, like literally in the next month or so. And right now he's setting up like a website and a consultancy. I've got another one who's in there and, you know, he's got nine different hustles. It is insane how he balances all of that, but he really does. And then I've got another um, member in there who's like literally just taken the step and is feeling all this fear that I'm talking about right now. So I've actually redone mine. I've re taken mine for uh, the next three months. And again, being June, half a year. And if you're listening to this down the track and you feel like you've missed the boat, don't feel that way. Come in anyway and do the video. It's supposed to inspire you to take intentional action because by putting yourself out there on video and to actually speak it out and say to the universe, you know what? I know I've got this and I've got all of these goals and all of these intentions that I'm now speaking my truth and calling that in. It will happen. I did not know that in February, I'd be sitting here saying, guys, I've got 65K in 65 days. I Every time I open up my LinkedIn inbox, I have tens of thousands of coaching opportunity requests, of speaker requests, of employers wanting me to come in, run workshops with their team. I mean, it is absolutely endless. And if I go back to my journals that I wrote, uh, my journal entries that I wrote months ago, I literally, one of my first sentences I would write would be, I love life and life loves me. I welcome financial abundance into my life as a way to exchange energy and help my tribe get that 1% closer to 
turning their ideas and their passions into freedom and choice in their career. And now that's, I think, part of my intro. I say it like a mantra. It's my manifesto. It's the way that I open up when I speak at speaking gigs. It's the way that I talk to my private clients about their own goals and their own dreams. And it's become my reality. So much can happen in three months, guys. And I really hope this podcast has spurred you into even more action, even more fuel to fan that flame. And I honestly cannot wait to hear of your feedback and see your videos in the Facebook group, because I truly believe this is going to be absolutely game-changing. Thank you so much for listening in today. I am ever so grateful. And honestly, if this podcast episode has meant something to you, if it has in any way moved the dial, and if you haven't already, I would love for you to leave me a review in um, in the Apple iTunes site if you are an iPhone user. Um, even if you are actually an Android user, I I have all of my podcasts sitting in CastBox, so you can definitely access it there. And I'd love for you to go ahead and rate the podcast, share it with your network, those that need to have that little burst of energy and inspiration in their careers, in their career transitions, in their side hustles, in their main hustles. I just have such a vision to grow this amazing community and to just speak my truth to those who really, really need to feel like you have someone right here and I am right here to support you. I am so ever grateful and thankful for each and every one of you and I hope you have an amazing rest of the day and remember you can absolutely own your hustle. I'll see you next time guys.